0: Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording. So our first storyteller tonight uh is an interior designer by trade, and she actually does a lot of set design work. Give it up for Katie Ruckle! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Those lights are bright. I haven't been on stage in a long time. So, this story happened in the year 2000. So, I was 21 years old and I was over at ODU. I was a theater major. And I had recently kind of escaped the Christian bubble. I had spent a gap year as a missionary and then went to a Christian school where I learned to be evangelistic and then realized there was no one to evangelize which is a problem, because I knew nobody that wasn't like me. So I decided to come back home, go to ODU, and I jumped headfirst into the world of the theater department and met Brad McMurrin, one of the owners of this lovely place, and got out of the Christian bubble. And at this point, I was still in the goop of the Christian bubble, the sticky like bubble juice that my three-year-old blows around me sometimes and so i don't know if you know this but as a young christian woman your expectation especially in the very conservative end of the world is to get married very young so my sister was 22 at the time and we are 10 months apart in age so she was born in the front end of 78 i was at the back end of 78 and she called me she had recently graduated from liberty university she went from one small christian bubble to this huge jerry Falwell christian bubble and i was on the outskirts of it and so i get this call from her she's in south carolina now working on her mrs she had the ring and so she called me and said katie i have this friend jerry i really want you to meet he's cross-eyed but he'd be perfect for you I was like, hold on a second. Does he have a great personality? And She's like, yeah, he does. I was like, you know that's what they say about unattractive people, Kristen. She's like, don't be shallow. The, you get over the cross eyes. I was like, okay, you know, I can handle that. I've dated people of all shapes and sizes, colors, so, you know, that's no biggie for me. So she talks them up a little bit, and I agree. Okay, I'll go on a date with Jerry. Name change to help protect the innocent. And so it's the year 2000. So, you know, email, you, you try to upload a picture one who had a scanner back then, too. It would take 45 minutes. And you, it would start from the bottom of the picture and work up. So I never got to his face. I don't remember seeing him before this happened. And there's some other issues with my sister setting me up. One, Kristen was extremely popular in high school. She was homecoming queen, married the most popular jock, and people only knew me because they knew my sister, because I was the nerd. I wasn't even quite a theater nerd at that point. I was just nerdy. I had a book bag that was twice the size of my body, and I just walked around the hall all shy. And then I went to ODU and started living a little bit more. But there were some misconceptions my sister had about me. Like, that summer, I had pink a la Pink Hair, the singer. And she told me, you need to quit being goth, Katie. Quit being goth. I'm like, pink hair isn't even goth. And she's like, and do not dye your hair the color of my bridesmaid's dresses. I was like, I don't think that's going to be a problem. This was just a summer thing. And um, we have opposite personalities. Like, my parents are life coaches. We take personality tests. Who will you have the most conflict with in your life? My sister, naturally. (laughs) Who doesn't view you properly and can't communicate with you properly? My sister. So I was like, okay, but she had, Jerry had really helped her out. So I agreed, I'll go on a date, we set it up, end of October, I was in Antigone at ODU, I was part of the chorus, did some like dancing in a nude bodysuit with a drape. And I kind of warned him about that and we were gonna go on a day date, he'd see my play, we'd hang out on the weekend, it'd be fine. And Kristen would be there too for the times when I couldn't be with him. So I agreed to go on the date, drive up to my parents' house, the morning of the day date and there is a god awful hot pink Ford Escort in the driveway. Now you don't always judge a person by a vehicle (laughs) however I mean this hot pink any man with a sense of dignity gay or straight because of the color (laughs) of the hot pink if they couldn't afford a paint job would have gone to Ace Hardware and got a A can of black Krylon and just gone to town on this thing so I was like "Eh, this might not be the guy for me and then I go in the house and there is my sister I hug her and there's this guy chasing her Jack Russell puppy and I don't know if you've ever met a Jack Russell puppy they don't stop they just go and this guy is chasing it and he notices me but he doesn't stop so it was like having Kramer in the kitchen with the dog running around and he finally stops and God bless him I did not know what I was looking at me and that is something that you have to be kind of emotionally prepared for. I don't know if you've seen Moana but this the crab is like pick an eye pick an eye and I was trying to and and you know that's something that you know, I was like, okay, that's fine. He's a nice guy. We're going to go on a date. We decided to go to the Chrysler Museum because we had a lot in common. He liked everything I liked. He lived in New York City. I lived in Europe. So he had been to shows, and he said he liked museums, and he liked to sing. He was like, okay, we'll go to the Chrysler. We can walk around and talk. We get in my car because I know where things are, and we're at the light at Bramdleton and St. Paul's, and I look down, and there is a tarantula. It was fake, but it was a tarantula, and it wasn't my tarantula, but it was in my car. And I was like, "Jerry, is that your spider?" He's like, "I brought it to scare you." <laughs> your sister thought it'd be funny too. I was like, "What manual is this in to bring a spider to scare somebody? A big?" I was like, "Did you have it?" Like, he's like, "Yeah, I had it on the other side, and I just popped it down." I was like all right, that's kind of one strike. I don't know. That's not, <laughs> I don't like this. So we go to the Chrysler Museum, and there's a certain, like, wandering finesse you have if you've been to an art museum before. You know, you look, no, there's a there's a clip going on with Jerry, a clip of just not really knowing. I'm like, uh, maybe he doesn't really like museums. And then there's a Ziegfeld Volley's, um, pictorial exhibition so I don't know if you know this but there were showgirls from the 1920s and this was in Paris so they were kind of topless and I've never seen a guy just rebound from a nude po- photo before in my life and I mean I knew he was from Liberty University but if you've been in a museum a couple sets of boobs should not be shocking to you <laughs> And he almost, like, bumped into a nude statue behind him, and he righted himself. I'm like, he is bored. He's afraid of boobs. Let's just move on to the next phase of the date. Strike two has happened. Then we go to no-frill. And I was like, okay, you know, we'll be comfortable, get to talk a little bit more, get to know you. And he immediately, once the drinks were set down, was like, you know, it's really great how God has one person for everybody. And I think it's really providential that your sister introduced us. I was like, whoa. Mm. Uh, don't you think there's billions of people in the world and you could be compatible with more than one person? No, but God has one person for you. I'm like, can't you miss that person? Like, have bad gas that day, not meet them? Something? And he was like, no, God orchestrates it, but there's just one. I was like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) So we get him to change the topic, and then we get back in the car, and I pick up the spider, because I didn't want to, like, break heavy and get a spider in my feet, and it was just awkward. So I picked it up while I was in the driver's seat. I was like, I'm just going to put this back here. He dove from the passenger seat to the back seat starts wrestling around and picks up the spider and says i killed it i was like dude you just really killed the date i said it to myself but i was like oh i mean this is a dud but no he's here for the weekend So he goes and sees my plague, which is a Greek tragedy. It is very heavy. There's a lot of, like, people talking, you know, and saying things in weird ways. But at the end of the show, he was like, oh, you did a good job, but I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. I was like, oh, thanks. Okay, well, I'm really tired. I think I'm going to just go home. And my theater friends were, like, peeking around the corner going, what was your sister thinking?" Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Him, really? I'm so sorry. I was like, I know. Then we went to the church the next day, and it was a very moving service. He said he could sing. Uh Uh-uh, not a singer. I was like, okay, okay. So he finally leaves, but no, he wasn't gone. He didn't leave. His car broke down in Richmond, and my dad had to go get him and then take him back. And then taken back to Richmond the next day with this hot pink car. And my dad was like, "What was your sister thinking, Katie?" It's like I don't know. And then he texted me that Monday to say that he felt God called him to move to Virginia so he'd be close to me. And then I just quit emailing him because I don't, I didn't want to be close. It was bad. So I had foresight to maybe not go on the date, but no. I went on a date with a cross-eyed guy who brought a tarantula. And that's it. Thanks. (laughs) If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org. Where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.